the way that we look at our daily interactions and our daily challenges, how important it is for us to squash that lizard brain that wants to automatically get negative, that automatically wants to be accusatory, that automatically wants to go to should've, could've, would've, those subjunctives. And how important it is for us to stop and say, what if I thought about this differently? What if my first thought or my automatic habit of getting defensive or angry is not the way I should go? Hey there, I'm Amber Harper, former burned out teacher turned teacher burnout coach, dedicated to helping other teachers like you to grow through your burnout and take your next best steps toward what you want from your career in education and in life. After an embarrassing emotional breakdown in front of my teacher besties, I knew something needed to change, and that something was me. I decided that I wasn't going to settle for burnout as my sentence as a teacher, mom, wife, or friend, and I knew it was going to take way more than practicing conventional self-care to make the progress I wanted to make. No amount of manicures, bottles of wine, or bubble baths was going to save this girl. Fast forward to a few years later, and I've used everything I've learned about teacher burnout and personal development to write a book, build a course, and lead a community of burned-in teachers who refuse to settle for a life of burnout as their forever reality. I've used my burnout as an opportunity to become an active participant in my life, in the classroom, and here on the mic, using all that I've learned to teach kids and serve teachers. And you can do the same. The Burned In Teacher Podcast is one part burnout and all other parts action, inspiration, and support to help you grow through your burnout and live a happier, more fulfilled career and life. So take a deep breath, my friend, because you're about to take your next best step to becoming a Burned In Teacher. Let's dive in. This episode is brought to you by Blinkist, my personal favorite way to listen to books in short blinks. Hear me out. It really is more knowledge in less time. What Blinkist does is it takes your favorite personal development, biographies, or autobiographies, and more, and boils them down into the most important points of the book. Blinkist is perfect for curious yet busy people, like us teachers, who love to learn yet don't have or make the time to sit down and read. This app offers a way for busy professionals to understand books and podcasts, in most cases, less than 15 minutes. I mean, how many times have you climbed into bed at the end of a busy day with a great book and the best of intentions, and before you make it to the third sentence, you're passing out? I've been there, I see you. You can read or listen to books, find your next read based on your interests, and even take advantage of new shortcasts. These are key insights from popular podcasts too. So if you want to be more knowledgeable, successful, a better parent, happier, or learn how to be your best self at work and in life, Blinkist is for you. This app is how I have listened to some of my favorite books like Atomic Habits, Think and Grow Rich, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and so many more books that I reference all the time in my daily life. 
95% of Blinkist members read significantly more than before. 91% create better habits. 87% have more positive changes in their lives. And you know, that's what I'm all about. As a BIT podcast listener, you get a seven-day free trial of Blinkist. And believe me, when you begin using this app, you will never read books the same way again. Go to www.bit.ly slash bitblink7 to get seven days free from Blinkist, my favorite app for learning so I can take my next best step to becoming and staying my best self. That's bit.ly slash bitblink7. Burn on. Hey there, Burn In Teacher, and welcome into episode 149 of the Burned In Teacher podcast. So grateful that you've chosen to spend your time and your energy listening to what I have to say about this very challenging thing called burnout that you and I are navigating through together. I'm so, so glad that you're here. I want to start today's episode off with a shout out, and I'm going to say this wrong, the to the flow app not work. IBF. They left a sweet, sweet review of the Burn and Teacher podcast. So I'm going to read it to you really quickly. They said, saved my teaching career. This podcast got me back into the classroom after leaving twice. And I'm so grateful for the smart advice, practical coaching, and encouragement Amber offers. Amber is a guiding light in an often isolating profession. I just joined the mastermind and I'm super excited to meet other like-minded educators. I highly recommend this podcast to all educators. So thank you Flow Up Not Work IBF for your kind review and for your rating of five stars. It means a lot and it also helps anybody else out there who is looking for burnout support to find the podcast. So thanks again for, for taking the time to do that. If you have found any value from the podcast or the Facebook community or anything that I post on TikTok or Instagram, feel free to DM me anytime at Burned In Teacher on either one of those social media platforms. And of course, you can send me an email at support at burnandteacher.com. And of course, you can leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you enjoy listening to this podcast. So you may notice that my voice might sound a little different this evening. Um, I say this evening because this is probably the latest I've ever recorded an intro or a podcast episode at all. It's about 10.30 <laughs> on July 26th, and I'm traveling to speak at the Ignite Conference uh, for the Summer of E-Learning Conferences here in Indiana. I'm in Lafayette, and I... I brought my microphone along with me because I told myself that I was going to record these intros this evening and wouldn't you know it that this episode that I'm recording this intro for is episode 79, uh, Reframing and Rethinking Your Greatest Challenges. And it's so interesting to me and this has happened so many times as I've been, you know, planning out these flashback episodes for this summer that there is something going on in my in my personal or professional life that fits in so well with the episode that I'm introducing to you and this one's no different in the days leading up to me traveling to this conference I've really been struggling with negative self-talk um telling myself stories about 
how I'm not worthy to speak at this conference. And I've really sort of leaned in to to the self-talk and kind of explored why this is happening and where this negativity is coming from. And I put my finger on it yesterday at the end of the day after a very challenging day. You may have seen me post about it on Instagram. What I realized is that without me even realizing it, I am meeting a huge goal. And that is to speak at this conference where I have seen so many really inspirational keynote speakers as well as friends of mine who have keynoted these these conferences over the years since I've started this journey back in 2016. And it just occurred to me that this is a really big deal for me. And it happened so gradually. It happened so slowly that I didn't even realize that, that this was happening. Um, I was invited back at the end of April, I believe, to, to keynote this conference here in Lafayette. And I'm telling you, it didn't even occur to me that this was something that a few years ago was such a huge deal. And me, in the midst of going day in and day out in my daily activities and to-do list, and at that point, you know, we were still in school, um, I hadn't taken time to celebrate what a huge deal this was. You know, six years ago, I dreamed of inspiring other teachers the way that I felt inspired, but I had no idea what it was that I would share with them. And here I am now doing exactly what me, the person I was six years ago, just wanted so badly. And I think for a short time, I really took that for granted. And, and the fact is that I, I had to develop over the last couple of days some rebuttals for myself to say, no, I, I, I have worked for this and I, I, I do have something to say and I, and I do have something that will offer hope to people who are where Amber was, <laughs> where I was six years ago and maybe in a, a worse situation than I was then. You know, all of our stories are so valuable and so worthy of being told and honored and and shared and respected. And so what I had to do was really rethink and reframe what it was I was telling myself to say, no, it, you're ready. And you, you do deserve to stand on stage and, and tell people what you've learned and what you've created. And, and I think for me to share this with you is to say that you are worthy. And, and you are valuable and your story is worth being told and it matters. I, I found a quote by Epicurus that says, do not spoil what you have by desiring what you have not. Remember that what you now have was once among the things you only hoped for. And this was a perfect reminder as somebody whose number one strength is futuristic. I always have my eyes on the next prize. I always am moving the goalposts for myself. And I recognize that as a strength, but also something that I have to self-monitor. Because when I move that goalpost too far, too fast, I miss out on celebrating these wins that I have happening in my daily life. And I want you to remember that as well. So let's dive into this episode all about reframing and rethinking. It's a good one. 
burn on. I want you to do something for me really quickly. I want you to take a deep breath. No matter where you are, what you're doing, stop what you're doing, take a deep breath. Ready? Okay, one more. Okay. I'm having you do that because in order to get you in the frame of mind and in the mindset to just absorb and truly let today's episode seep into your brain, into your heart, we've got to clear our heads. I want to talk to you about something that has had a significant impact on my life since I've learned about it. I want to talk today about reframing and rethinking our everyday encounters and challenges. And that takes thinking a lot differently than where our lizard brain consistently goes. If you don't know what your lizard brain is, it is simply that part of our brain that keeps us safe or keeps us stuck. Stuck in unhealthy relationships. Stuck in a culture that does not respect or value our talents and our strengths. Stuck in a mindset that keeps us negative and apathetic and just stuck. And today's episode is for all burnout types, whether you're burned and bored, burned and unbalanced, burned and over it. It's also for all of the stages of burnout, whether you're at a stage zero where you're feeling isolated and ashamed, not really doing anything different, or if you're at a stage five where you're empowered and supported and organized, you're showing daily gratitude, and you're even wondering, how can I possibly share with others how burned in I am and how I came to be in this place. This one's for all you teachers out there. For sure, this is an episode that you need to share with your friends and even family members, maybe even those who aren't in education. This one's for anyone who you feel needs a kick in the pants to even make the smallest change in their life. Now, if you're listening and you have no idea what the heck I'm talking about when it comes to burnout types or stages, then I want you to quickly go over to burnedinteacher.com slash burnout quiz. I'll have a link in the show notes at burnedinteacher.com. If you click on podcast, I'll have the show notes there. This is my free teacher burnout quiz. You'll get your results immediately and then you'll be sent my stages ebook that helps you to navigate where you are in your burnout journey how burned out you are, stage zero through five. And I will help you to know what you can think, feel, and do to move to the next stage. I'm telling you, there is no better feeling in the world than validation. So jump on over to burnedinteacher.com slash burnout quiz. Take this free six-question quiz. It will seriously make you sit up straighter. And I have heard teachers in a room. I've been in a room full of teachers. And after teachers take this quiz, they look at their teacher bestie if they came in with a friend and they say, oh my gosh, I'm not crazy. This is exactly how I feel. (laughs) So once you take that quiz, now it's time to do the work. And that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about some of this inner work that we can do in order to grow through our burnout. And I want to start talking about this by sharing a quick story from when I was in the classroom teaching first grade just a couple of years ago. One day, we were walking down the hallway. I was bringing them back from lunch or recess or something. 
And we had done an activity in my classroom where they had drawn something. I really can't remember what exactly it was. But I had taught my kids to be inspired by others who were around them, who were doing things that they wanted to do or who were being successful in something that they also wanted to be successful in. And I encouraged them to have that growth mindset to ask other students, how did you do that? And as we were walking down the hall, one little boy, he looked at me and he was angry. He had seen that on our bulletin board outside of our classroom that somebody else in the class had quote unquote copied his drawing. And you have to remember, this is a six-year-old, okay? (laughs) He looks at me and he goes, Mrs. Harper, look at her drawing. She copied me. Why would that? I am so mad. And I looked at him and I looked at the two drawings and they were very similar. And I said, Reed, how awesome is it that she thought that your drawing was so awesome that she wanted hers to be like yours. You inspired her. How cool is that? And his face went from scrunched, angry, narrowed eyes, tight lips. His face relaxed. He smiled. His shoulders relaxed. And he goes, and he looked back at the drawings and he looked back at me and he goes, huh, I never thought about it that way. And I, as I even tell this story, I get goosebumps because had I not given him the opportunity to reframe his thinking about this situation, he would have gone about his day, maybe even approached her as six-year-olds do, and accused her of copying and would have been negative and angry. But just by reframing the situation, I was able to help him to realize that he had the opportunity to inspire somebody else with his creation. And I will never forget the situation because I realized in that moment how important the way that we look at our daily interactions and our daily challenges, how important it is for us to Squash that lizard brain that wants to automatically get negative, that automatically wants to be accusatory, that automatically wants to go to should have, could have, would have, those subjunctives. And how important it is for us to stop and say, what if I thought about this differently? What if my first thought or my automatic habit of getting defensive or angry is not the way I should go. Let's face it, this year has been another doozy. And now that I'm back in the classroom, it has been more important than ever for me to stay focused on my core values, mindset, goals, and my habits. As a teacher in today's world, it seems like there is always something new and hard that can easily throw our lesson and or life plans off track. But when I began to burn out many years ago for the fifth time in my six-year teaching career, I told myself that crying to and from work, grading, prepping, and planning on nights and weekends, and Sunday scaries was just part of being a good teacher. The current challenges we're facing in education today are monumental. 
All of these challenges make balancing teaching and your everyday life seem unmanageable. Until now, teacher burnout has been hacked. In Hacking Teacher Burnout, I share my eight-step process I designed to help myself and other teachers navigate our way out of burnout. You see, out of my rock-bottom burnout moment, I learned ways to focus on what I can control while learning ways to let go of the things that are out of my control. My book shines a light on burnout as an opportunity for growth and change, and in it, I empower you to become a burned-in teacher, a happier, more fulfilled, efficient, and effective person in the classroom and in life. In Hacking Teacher Burnout, you will learn the steps you can take to discover your burnout type. Did you know everyone has a type? Take actions that are best for you depending on your type. Move through burnout rather than fight against it. Make time for things that bring you growth and joy and thrive, not just survive, personally and professionally. And of course, to prepare for hardship before it hits and to conquer it when it does. And right now, you can download chapter one for free. That's right, you can start your journey out of burnout using step one of my process on the house. Go to burnedinteacher.com slash free chapter today to get your first chapter on me. And there's no better time. After the year we've had, we deserve to use what I have designed to believe, think, say, and do different things in order to see different results in our lives. Go to burnedinteacher.com slash free chapter to get your free chapter today. You won't be sorry. Burn on. You know, there are a couple of things that inspired this episode. And one of them is actually an email that I received from somebody who was not happy. Actually, I have a couple of emails to share with you. And I'm not calling anybody out and I'm, I'm not angry about it. But I knew when I sent these emails that I was going to strike a chord with some people. And I knew what I was doing when I sent them. I'm trying to draw a line in the sand for teachers that follow me and get my emails. I'm trying to help them to think differently about their daily patterns of interactions and thoughts. And one email that I sent had to do with how do you want to be remembered? And in this email, I talked about two teachers that I remember. And I didn't call these teachers out. I called them Mr. F and Ms. R. And we all have teachers. I mean, we're teachers, but we were students, right? And we could definitely classify teachers that we had from kindergarten all the way through college. You know, even now, if you're in school to have your to get your master's or your doctorate or, or whatnot, we can classify teachers that we have had as good or bad. And most of the time, It doesn't have anything to do with the content. It has to do with how they've made us feel and the relationships that either they intentionally or unintentionally formed with us based on their teacher brand. And in this email, I talked quickly about Mr. F and how he made me feel in middle school and how I'm sure in my middle school language said things like, gosh, I can't stand him. He sucks. He's such a bad teacher. All he does is try to be right and he looks down at us and he really did. He did not care about building a relationship with me or several of my classmates. He only cared about about us sitting quietly, doing what we were told, 
filling out our our outlines perfectly. He did not want to be a teacher that was known as someone who cared to build relationships with his students. At least that's how I felt as a middle schooler, okay? But then in high school, I had a teacher, Ms. R. She looked at us in the eye. She met us at the door. She had conversations with us about how the content she was teaching related to our lives. She allowed us to get off topic and talk about what was going on in our lives But because of that, we built a relationship with her where we wanted to learn from her. She was engaging and interactive and friendly and she loved to laugh and tell stories. In my mind as a high schooler, she was a great teacher. I didn't really care about the content. I cared about how she made me feel. And in this email, when I talked about these two things, these two different teachers rather, I asked teachers, who do you want to be remembered as? Because at now as an educator, I wonder how different were Mr. F's and Ms. R's lives outside of school? Who did they go to for support? What did they do for fun? Where did they go when they, you know, what kind of conversations did they have in and out of school? What did they want for themselves? What goals did they have? What were their family lives like? How organized were they? Um, Did they always want to be teachers? I don't know those answers. You know, it's been years and years, over 20 years since I've seen either of these um, educators. But I have to imagine that they were very different, their lives. And the conversations that they had with themselves in their own heads were very different. Because outwardly, they behaved and talked very differently from one another. And my point in sending this email was to get teachers to think about, how am I behaving? How am I talking to my students? Even though teaching is so different right now, virtually, hybrid, like I said earlier, you know, teaching with masks and and face guards on. How are we going to be remembered when this year is over to our students? And I can imagine for some teachers, and especially the one that replied to me, that they automatically went to that negative space. You know, how dare you question whether or not I'm a good or bad teacher? How dare you pretend to know how difficult my life is? How dare you make me think about whether or not I'm good or bad. You know, good or bad is relative. It really is. What I think makes a great teacher may not be what somebody else believes is a great teacher. The point of this is to help you to be reflective, to really use what I told you about Mr. F and Ms. R to reframe your own thinking. How often have you thought about what you say and do on a daily basis and who you're who you interact with and how you can use how you behaved yesterday and how you handled a tough situation to learn from it and grow from it. Now, I'm not in the business of ruffling feathers, but I have asked very challenging questions to people who have decided to be offended by by what I have asked. But I am in the business of getting you to think deeply about who you are, 
who you want to be, what you want, and how you're going to get there. Without asking these questions, without getting you to think or rethink rather, or reframe the way that you believe about something, just like Reed did, just how he felt and believed that someone else had copied him. Without doing that, I can't empower you to make the changes that you need to make in your life to grow out of your burnout. And that's something else I want to talk about. If you have said these words to yourself, I'm burned out. You've taken the quiz maybe and you're saying, okay, I'm burned and over it. I'm burned and unbalanced or I'm burned and bored. Then you have two ways to frame how you talk about it and what you do next. You can pursue growth through your burnout or you can pursue to fight against it. Both of these ways of framing your next steps will produce two very different results. These two goals are very different. If you're pursuing to grow through your burnout, then you will learn that you will have to do different things in order to get different results. But if you're pursuing and preparing for a battle against this burnout, when, when you just want to beat burnout or fight against it, you just want to keep doing the same things and being the same person while expecting different results. And having a fixed victim mindset will be the reason that you are miserable. And you'll have two choices. You can quit teaching and find out that other professions also can burn you out because burnout ultimately has to do with us, starting with how we frame things and then what our action steps are to, to move through it. Or B, you can keep teaching while being miserable. And neither of these are ideal right? You would never tell a student that they should keep trying to solve a math problem the same incorrect way with the mindset that their answer will magically be correct, right? That would just make you a pretty bad math teacher, right? One that leads students to believe that math is the problem rather than their process and their work to get there. But I know that you won't accept the belief that it takes doing the same things while expecting different results to get out of burnout. Okay, right now you can ask yourself some questions. Have you already started to reframe and rethink the situation that you're in? At this moment, do you feel empowered? At this moment, right now, do you believe that saying, quote unquote, teachers are just destined to burn out is a load of crap? Right now, do you feel worthy and capable of seeking solutions to your challenges rather than focusing solely on those challenges? If you said yes to any of these questions, then today you can choose to focus on doing something different in order to slowly see different results. And when you choose to go grow through your burnout rather than fight against it, all of those questions that I just asked you will be non-existent. When you believe that you deserve and are capable of living a life that's happy, fulfilled, and full of solutions, just waiting to be found, you will begin to grow through your burnout. Because we are human and we thrive on progress and growth. The challenge may be that you may not have felt in the past that you have enough self-worth to make the changes, to set the boundaries, to have that conversation that you need to have in order to see different results. Because when you, when you have the self-worth, 
When your self-worth demands that you learn new skills, find new ways of being and seeking people who can and are willing to help you, you can look back and see how much you've grown. Otherwise, you may look back, if you've been fighting a battle, you may look back and see nothing but destruction. Even if you don't realize it yet, you hold the key to your own burned-in journey. You do. So I really want to encourage you to, first of all, maybe replay this episode. Share it with someone who you know may need to do some reframing. And share it unabashedly. You're not trying to ruffle feathers. I'm not trying to ruffle feathers with you. I'm trying to get you to believe that you hold that key. That you rethinking and reframing is going to be your first step. Valuing yourself and this one life that you have is going to make a difference in you growing through your burnout. And if you haven't already, if you're wanting to take a first step but you don't know where to go, go to hackingteacherburnout.com or check out Amazon or Barnes & Noble because in Hacking Teacher Burnout, I share with you eight steps you can take to empower yourself and overcome those challenges that you're having in your life, no matter whether they're personal or professional. The steps and the hacks in the book are very easy to read and follow and understand. The challenge will be for you to choose how you're going to use them in your own life. And the challenge will be the conversations you need to have and the habits you may need to change or bring into your life. And the rethinking and reframing that you'll have to do about what you've always believed or what you've always predicted that your days, weeks, months, and life will look like from here on out. There's a lot of gut checking that will go on when you start to take these hacks and put them into action. But I'm here for you. And so is the Burned In Teacher community. So if you have any thoughts that you'd like to share about this episode or any episode or your challenges or you want to seek some solutions, jump on over to community.burnedinteacher.com. Request to join the Facebook group and let's have some conversations. Let's have some hard conversations. I'm here for it. We're all here for it because without these conversations, we don't have a chance to grow. All right, take a deep breath because I know you. And I know you're ready for some significant change. All right. You just took another step to becoming a burned-in teacher. I'll see you next week. Burn on. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, you can head over to burnedinteacher.com where you can access the entire vault of burned-in teacher podcast episodes and more information about ways I want to help you go from burned-out teacher to burned-in human. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you would head over to iTunes and leave a review and a rating about the Burned and Teacher podcast. Until next time, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a Burned and Teacher. Burn on.